Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. Maya, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we continue in First Peter, and I believe we'll probably finish out First Peter chapter 1 today, after about 20 almost broadcast in this chapter, but I've enjoyed going verse by verse and seeing all the wonderful truth that we can find here in this great chapter of the Bible. Now, Peter is writing what we call a general epistle. By that, he's not writing to a specific person. He's not writing to a specific uh, church. He's writing to a region, if you will. He calls them the strangers. These are people who are just pilgrims passing through. And he mentions five areas of what would make up modern-day Turkey or thereabout. Uh, he mentions uh, Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And so he's writing to Christians in these areas. Now, the epistle starts out with some deep doctrinal truth. He talks about sanctification, salvation, election. Uh, there's hints at the second coming, different things in the first part. And then he starts to deal with the suffering uh, of the Lord and how we'll suffer as well. In fact, that's the theme overall of Peter is the sufferings of Christ. And then he gets into what I called some imperatives in verse 13 of chapter 1. And we dealt with many of those. The first was, gird up the loins of your mind. We had the imperative, be sober. We had the imperative, don't look like you used to look, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. Your life ought to be new and changed after salvation. Uh, another imperative is this, be holy in every manner of conversation. And then here's the command, be holy for I am holy. Last broadcast, we used the verse 18 and 19, where Peter is taking that as motivation for holiness. He's saying, now, because you've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, which was very precious, because you've been bought with that high price. You were on the auction block of sin. You were a slave to iniquity, and yet Jesus set you free. Jesus paid the price, and Jesus came through, and Jesus redeemed you. Because of that, you ought to live holy. That's motivator. Because of that, you ought to live holy. That should just be expected. You should want to because you've been washed in that precious blood. And we talked about how Jesus saves. He's the only way to heaven. There's no salvation outside of the blood of Christ. You'll not get there any other way. You'll not get there through a baptism. You'll not get there uh, through working, uh, more doing moral things. You'll not get there uh, by voting a certain way. No, the only way to get to heaven is, have you been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Have you been saved by grace through faith? If not, then you're not saved. You have to be saved that way. That's the Bible way, not my way, not yours. It is His way. And Jesus died to set men free. Today we're going to read some great verses about the Word of God. I love the Bible, don't you? I love the songs we sing about the Bible. I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. It's a light on my pathway to shine. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. Uh, the Word of God stands, they say, the Bible stands like a rock undaunted against the raging storms of time. These other uh, songs that we sing about the Bible. It's a, I'm using my Bible for a road map. You remember that song? We have all these songs about the Bible. Why? It's a great book. Changes our life. It, uh, saved, it, it helped us in the matter of salvation. 
salvation. It helps us in the matter of service. It helps us in the matter of separation. It helps us in the matter of, of seeing what God's will is for our life. And let's talk a little bit about the Bible today. Verse 23 of 1 Peter, being born again. That's a phrase John used. Peter's using it. That's not an old-fashioned phrase. That's Bible terminology. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Here we have some of the most amazing verses about the word of God. Here the Bible speaks about itself, if you will. Peter, directed by the Holy Ghost, gives us some verses that give us the inspiration, the effectiveness, and the preservation of the Word of God. Look what he says in verse 23, being born again. Now, that is an imperative phrase, born again. You must be born again, John wrote. I said, uh, I've said it before, if you're born once, you will draw, die twice. But if you're born twice, you just die once. After this life, there is eternity. And those who do not get born again will face the second death. But I'm glad for you and I who've been born again, death has no claim on us. Death is just a doorway to eternity, a doorway to heaven for us. We might not even have to go by way of death. We might go by way of rapture. But I've been born again of you. You need to be born again, not just born of the water, but born of the water and of the Spirit. The born again thing, what does that mean? That's salvation. You're not saved because you're a good person. You're not saved because you go to church. You must be born again. That's a spiritual work. And here's how we're born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. How? By the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? Word of God. It is that seed of the gospel that is planted in the heart of a man that produces that salvation. The Holy Spirit of God rots the work. He does that uh, that uh, spiritual birthing, if you will, by the Word of God. The Word of God, the Bible said, liveth and abideth for ever. Now, these verses are powerful verses, and let's look at them together a little bit. The reason our heart and soul has been purified is because we've been born again. Now, remember Ephesians 4.24, our new nature has been created in righteousness and true holiness. Furthermore, our new birth is developed from incorruptible seed. Now, the new birth has not come from blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, John 1.13. The incorruptible seed that birthed us again, if you will, is the Word of God. It's not only incorruptible, but it is also uncorrupted. What By that I mean it is a pure Word of God. How could something that is pure or rather impure, purify another. It cannot. So it must be pure. There's no flaw in it. There's no shortcoming in it. There's no error in it. It is a pure word, a spiritual word, a powerful word. Moreover, God's word's alive. Ephesians 4.12 says that the word of God is quick. That means it's living, quick and powerful, more powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword. 
Think about it. It pierces the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit, the joints and the merits, the discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is powerful. It's alive. Not only is it alive, but it is abiding forever. It'll outlast this universe. After this world is dissolved and melted and like a garment been folded and discarded, the Word of God will stand. The Word of God is forever settled up in heaven. It's the pure Word of God. And the pure Word of God is what births us into God's family. It's implied here. The principle is regeneration requires the Word of God. To profess salvation without the agency of the Scripture is without foundation. You must have the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying you have to uh, hold the Bible in your hand to be saved. No, but you must hear the gospel. You must understand that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again the third day for your sin. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, I'll say. All right, verse 24, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth the way. That's a physical illustration. He's saying just as flesh uh, as the uh, uh, the uh, the the flesh of man, uh, you die. Man's temporal. Grass, just like it'll die. It's temporal. Flowers, it dies. It's uh, temporal. It withers away. It fades away, and then it's gone. But not the Bible. The Bible's preserved. The Bible's everlasting. It's the Word of God that's eternal by the Word of the Lord. And he says, but the Word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. So God's word is pure, but thank God God's word's perpetual. Uh, it's interesting. Verse 23 uses the phrase, the word of God. And it uses the word logos, which refers to the written word of God. In verse 25, the term for word uh, refers to the spoken word of God. So we have the allusion to the preaching of the word of God. The gospel is everlasting. That's why we don't need less preaching. We need more preaching. How shall they hear without a preacher? So expressed is this, the word of God is eternal. The doctrine of preservation of the scriptures is implied. It's obvious. You cannot deny it. God has a word for every generation. He preserves his word. His word will endure forever. It's preserved by God, forever settled in heaven. And if you don't have a Bible, then you cannot be born again. You must have the word of God. We're born again, not with corruptible seed, but with incorruptible seed. How? We're born again by the word of God. Have you read your Bible today? Have you studied the word of God today? Have you spent time in the scriptures today? There's no book like the Bible. Get in it today. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.